You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, y'all. It's Amiria You're back with The Take On. I am, like the rest of the world, obsessed, O-B-S-E-S-S-E-D, with Below Deck. I can't believe Daisy Kelahar from Below Deck Sailing Yacht is here. I'm obsessed. I'm friends with Nastia. I talk to Hannah Ferrer. Like, I'm just obsessed with Below Deck. So I can't wait to talk to you, Daisy. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Where in the world are you, Carmen San Diego? Tell me. I am currently in France. I'm about to go on to another boat um, for some temp work. So that's where I'm at. Amazing. I know that you guys do a lot of work, obviously, on Below Deck. But for us, like, land folk, it just seems so magical. Like, y'all are traveling, you're here and there. I mean, I know that it's, like, obviously a bit glamorized at times. Um, all of the travel, but do you think the show in a way like kind of makes it more real? Because I didn't realize how much work went into these boats. Like, did you know what you were getting into um, before you started on a boat? Um, but, oh God, you know, I started nine years ago. Wow. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think I realized how much, I don't think I really knew what I was about to to walk into. Um, yeah, I like that the show kind of shows how much hard work it is. I've been doing this nine years and my friend's all messaged me being like, I can't believe how hard you work. And I'm like, what did you think I was doing? I, you know, I was like, I complain to you all the time about how sore my feet are, how long it's been since I've had a day off. So I quite enjoyed that people were able to actually see that for themselves, um, which was pretty cool. But for me, the hard work is well worth it. That's awesome. I mean, you, you seemed like, correct me if I'm wrong, for the most part, you kind of stayed out of the the drama. Like, how did you do that? Like, you see, you kind of, like, to me, came a little, came out a little unscathed, this, aside from, like, obviously with Chef Natasha, but I felt like overall, like, it wasn't so bad for you. Yeah, you know, I, I'm in a different position than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, a, you know, a higher management position. For me, this opportunity came up because of COVID. Mm-hmm. This was never anything I wanted to do that I aspired to do. It happened very quickly, all within like three months from me kind of messaging someone to me being on the show. Wow. So my main um, goal was to um, just be good at my job and do well. And um, sorry, there's someone at the door. Oh, uh, okay. So for me, that was much easier to... <laughs> 
<laughs> for me, that was much easier for me to stay out of the drama because it was never my priority. My priority was my job. That was all I cared about and hence the conflict with Natasha a bit. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, that was kind of how I stayed out of it. I, yeah, and I've, you know, I've been on boats for years. Like my job that I've been let go from, you know, I've been on there for three years. My job before that was three years. So that was my mentality was almost like a long-term game, even though it was only for six weeks. I'm in tune with that. So I wouldn't dream of hooking up with someone, you know, within (laughs) six weeks. Yeah, maybe like five years ago, but no way now. There's just, it's just not professional. Um, But I get everyone else there had different, you know, priorities and, you know, they weren't in the same position I was. Um, So yeah, you know, fair play to them. I kind of liked like having you on the show because I felt like you were one of us like one of the audience members because you were like what are you guys doing like so it, it was kind of like refreshing to see that like it, so I, I thought that was kind of fun because you didn't get really involved in the drama except obviously with the chef but with chef Natasha like on a scale of one to ten how bad was she compared to other chefs you've worked with because she didn't to me seem like the worst one that we've had on below deck well first of all I'm really glad that you acknowledged. Um, how much I was like, what the hell is going on? Honestly, yeah. the whole, like I would constantly be texting my friends being like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm in real life here. I was like, <laughs> every day I'd wake up being like, you know, one of the times in Sydney, um, something happened like the next morning, I was like, oh, when they went skinny dipping and I was mm-hmm. just on my phone doing my like COVID thing. I was like, you're all idiots. I, I made myself laugh so hard. I was like, you really were, every day I felt like that. But, um, <laughs> and you don't see no. me trying to, a lot of the time trying to down the drama I spent my days trying to walking around trying to put fires out and I and I was upset because I was like you know maybe I'm not making good tv maybe people will hate me but I was like I need to keep true to myself and you know thankfully it actually worked in my favor there you go <laughs> but it seems like Daisy correct me if I'm wrong but with you Hannah Kate it seems like when you're the first you know like you're that the management position people tend to kind of like end up hating you I don't know why yeah, I think, unfortunately, I do think there's a bit of a, a thing with women in authority. Yes. I yes. I hate to, yeah, I hate to kind of be that girl and, and pull that card. But I've only really started saying that recently. And mm-hmm. um, because of more authority I gain, the more people have a chip in their shoulder towards me. So right. I'm like, well, it must be, you know, because I'm a woman and I'm telling you what to do. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's a real struggle especially because I like to be everyone's friend and I want to be liked and I want everybody to have a good time. So it does upset me when I try to say something and then people are, oh, like, you know, Daisy's so nasty and she thinks she runs this boat. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just trying to ask you to do your job. Right. (laughs) You're like, in some ways I do run the boat. It's like, you know, because like like, Captain Glenn is like such a sugary human and he's just like doing his job. So in some ways you have to kind of, because I've talked to Captain Glenn before and he's like the nicest human being. So in some ways someone has to kind of put the, you know, that like heavy hand a little bit with. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's all of our responsibility in, in ways to be that heavy hand and I hate it like I really struggle with um confrontation and authority and I really do try to be very very nice so with the whole like Natasha thing right I was I was genuinely shocked when I would be like oh they, they're saying like oh they want smaller portions and she's like no and I'm like what I'm like 
I was like, I was like properly shocked. Like, like when my face, like I was like, what's happening? Like, this is bizarre to me. I couldn't have thought of a nicer way to have said it. Um, but I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, that she was upset and, you know, same with Gary. I was upset with at times and I asked him again, I, I was, I was upset because I really was asking for help and I was embarrassed that I was being scolded almost for asking for help. It, it was a strange situation. I wasn't, you know, trying to boss people around. I was saying, can you help me please? And, um, you know, it was suddenly I'm asking for too much. I'm like, that's a weird way to react to somebody asking for help, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was weird as well. I mean, do you think that like, obviously with Natasha and compared to other chefs, like, do you think the camera makes people more dramatic or in general, do you think chefs and yachties are kind of dramatic people? Because I feel like yeah, so this you know? yeah, so this kind of goes back to the question you were asking me before mm-hmm. with the Natasha thing. I've worked with some really solid chefs, mm-hmm. so I didn't really experience that. But since um, COVID, I've worked on. I've been kind of going more down the temp route, and so I've gotten a lot more experience with different chefs. And now I'm like, oh, that's why I worked on that boat for three years because all these people are mental. So yes, <laughs> initially I was thought it was just Natasha, but Right. Now that I'm moving around onto more boats, I see a lot more chefs like that. And so with the, I don't know, it's difficult. I think, I, I don't really know. I think maybe there was a bit of TV, um, you know, pressure. Maybe it is just really her. Maybe it really is just a chef mentality. I'm not right. really um, entirely sure, but I've definitely seen traits that I saw in Natasha in other chefs since the show. Interesting. For me, it was the drunk people where she was like, they don't want more food. I was like, have you ever been drunk? <laughs> oh, you know, I think, honestly, I think it was, um, I, I, re- I, I, I hate to talk badly about it because, you know, we worked, she worked through a lot and we worked right. through a lot. And, and it seems friends, like you guys but, are good, especially after the yeah. reunion. <laughs> yeah. No, we definitely are. Well, yeah, the reunion, God. But we, it, for me, I think that day it wasn't about the guests being drunk it was just Natasha always did what she wanted so she you know I think I think she was somebody who talked a lot and thinking I'm going to impress them with my words and then they're going to forget about the actual delivery because she was very good at like I'm going to do I remember the first day I met her and I was like I I was absolutely crapping myself like she was like I'm going to do this and this and I went away and texted my friend I was like this chef is amazing I I'm not the stewardess for this boat like I can't be at her level like I was I was shaking I was like wow I don't know how I'm going to be able to serve these dishes like it's they sound incredible and then I was like okay this is not what you said you were gonna do it's like this was weird and this is a strange situation I downplay myself I'm like I'm the worst stewardess you'll ever get and people are like oh you're not that bad and um, so I that think yeah that yeah that's a, that's way way that's better what i do i'm like i'm dumb and then when i know stuff they're like wow yeah it's yeah, yeah exactly that's a that's way smart. smarter route to go so mm. with natasha that night with the three courses I, I don't think it was anything to do with them about drinking i think she just said five courses kind of took her time realized she ran out of you know time and i was just like meh it, she she did that a lot throughout the season it was right. it was quite strange interesting i mean i i wonder like I know that there's a lot of people that are yachties that are like, it's kind of like Vanderpump rules. It's like, they'll never be, if you're a waiter, a lot of the people at that restaurant like refuse to be on the show. Are there yachties that are like, oh, this is like 
you're going to be blacklisted. But it seems like everyone I know from Below Deck all continue working on boats. So does it really affect your career? Oh, one, not, no. So 1,000%, everyone in yachting think it's like the worst thing you can do to your career. Oh, God. We all watch it. They're all fans. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely they are. And and, um, when it, it was so funny because when I got the opportunity to be on the show, I was quite embarrassed to tell people that I was considering it. I was like, oh, and you know, most people were really encouraging. And what was funny was I was shocked at how many people were encouraging and people who I've heard slag off the show in the in previous times. So I was like, oh, I, I'm surprised that you think I should do this. And they're like, absolutely. I think you'd be amazing on it. And then when I did do it, it was even more surprising how many people came out of the woodworks and suddenly wanted to be my friend and people who had slagged off reality TV show people. And, you know, even my dad, who hates reality TV, I was dreading. I I almost didn't tell them. And my dad was like, I think it's an amazing idea. I was like, what? I was like, this is so confusing. (laughs) Surprising. So, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't ruin your career. It definitely doesn't help it. Um, a lot of boats want to be discreet, low profile, don't want um, the traction, which you don't really, right. nobody knows what boat you're working on. But a lot of boats don't care. Um, a lot of boats owners don't even know what below deck is. So if you're committed and you want to keep working in yachting, absolutely, you can um, still have you know a good career. But it, the stigma is definitely there. Interesting. Wow, that's that's really interesting. It's kind of like, I mean, I think reality TV in general definitely still has a stigma, which is surprising because it launches a lot of people's careers and it's like still has a stigma. So it's very interesting, even in yachting, I guess. Um, I wanted to ask you, what was in the water on that boat? Why is everyone pregnant? Oh, what was I in know. You got away unscathed, girl. Good for you. Oh, my God. That's what everyone's like, oh, Daisy. I'm like, hell no. I'm, again, I'm, <laughs> no offense, girls, but I'm smarter than that. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, mm. uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the girls did. I don't know I think, what's going on. Yeah, I, you know, it's, I mean, obviously, I'm super happy for them sure, both. And, of course we are. And they're, you know, they're doing great, um, which is the main thing. I mean, if it if it's the path I wanted for myself, um, no. Uh, but I'm in a different place than the girls. You know, right. you know. Thankfully, even though it's a real struggle for Danny, she wanted to move back to land. I'm not ready for that. And um, you know, Ali the same, and she has her boyfriend. So in some ways, it, it worked out great for them. It definitely wouldn't have been um, a great situation for me. But right. I don't, I don't know. The girls are just, I don't know what happened. But I'm, I'm happy for <laughs> them, and I'm glad it's not me. There you go. That's kind of how I feel when people get knocked up or even buy a house. I'm like, I'm happy it's not me. I don't want a mortgage. I'm good. That's so I want it one day, but just not, sure. just not yet. Yeah, just not yet. Exactly. I feel you on that. Um, so we do need to... I got a lot of DMs when I said I was talking to you. We do need to talk about the 6'4", 6'6", elephant in the room. Um, JL. So he showed up, you know, to the... Obviously, like, did his own thing with the reunion. Did... I know that I have a lot of friends who are housewives or Vanderpump Rules people, and then certain people won't show up to the reunion, and everyone kind of feels like, what the hell? We showed up, we talked through our dirt, and you get, like, a pass. Did, did you guys feel like that? It didn't seem like anyone was resentful towards him, but I would have been. I would have been like, well, I showed up. I did my job. There were messages that have been passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually didn't really care. and um, okay. I genuinely think. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love Daisy's just doing her own thing. She's like, whatever. These people can do whatever they want. 
Um, yeah, maybe because I wasn't involved in it, but yeah, I didn't I really care. That. I actually believe that he was actually working. Okay. Um, I think. I thought you, you said know, he, he was going to actually be the father. I was like, oh, shit. No, no. I, okay. I also believe he is the father. Yeah, I also believe he was working. I think he's an idiot for saying that he had to miss the reunion because of his primary's daughter's birthday. I was like, oh, Such God, Jay, cheap, I'll just cheap excuse. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, his daughter's just been born. But I do think he was working. Um, you know, because they tried to rearrange the reunion around him, and it, it's complicated because everyone's working and this date had been locked in. So I, I do think he was working. But yes, messages had been passed around mm. that, that a lot of the people were very upset that he wasn't there to participate. I don't know. People were so upset. But I'm like, what do you expect from a 24-year-old man who's basically 16 years old? Like, that's I'm a guy. Like, guys are like so immature. I'm still immature. I'm like oh, should I do this? And I'm like, I know this is going to ruin my life, but here I go. Like, I mean, men are still, I'm 35 and I'm still immature. So I don't know. Yeah, why I, I, I wasn't really surprised. Like I wasn't, I was shocked when Danny was pregnant, but I wasn't sure. surprised how the whole thing was handled. I actually feel quite like, I don't want to say I feel sorry for jail. God, everyone's going to send me hateful DMs. <laughs> but I feel sorry for the fact that I think this stemmed from his mother. It, that the whole yes storyline I was like you can see the point where his mom started getting into his ear yep and that's what I think happened and he is a child and he can't think for himself um so I think he was very heavily influenced by that so I do I don't know the full story but if I had to speculate I think the mom has a huge part to play in this and um, absolutely you know I think she's obviously looking out for her son but it could have been handled a lot more delicately um you know, I think in if going back, I think, you know, fair enough if he wants a paternity test. I mean, it's a bit stupid, but whatever. Like, <laughs> But at least pay for it. Like, well, absolutely. Or even wait until the baby's born. Either way, at that stage, it doesn't really matter. You know, you can be involved and you can retract when the baby's a month old, in my opinion. I agree. Um, you're not going to form agree. a bond across the, the pond. So, I mean, Daisy, let's be honest. Men who are even the paternity is 100% disengage <laughs> so well, that, it, you know. that's it he he you know this is why babies look like their fathers because that's how right. you bond you know he had no way yes, to daisy bond with, with the info baby. see daisy this yeah. is why i knew i liked you i love people don't know these things like listen up yeah you'll you'll see it all the time and it it's so creepy it freaks me out. i can't remember who told me it really freaks me out and it's so the father won't leave the baby because they look so like them yeah, we're a bit um, very narcissistic. Okay. Men are just Yeah, crazy. and you don't you don't have the option of carrying the baby and breastfeeding. Right. So, you know, I understand it. And with JL, even if he wanted to be part of this baby's life, he's in America. He was never going right. to bond with it. Um, I think the whole thing is very, very sad. And I really feel for, for Danny and Lily. Um, but the whole thing was a mess. No matter right. what outcome was going to happen, it was going to be a mess. Um, but unfortunately, totally. I think the mom had a big part to play in this. And You're absolutely right. And in some ways, like, Danny got what she manifested. It's not, we never get what we imagined. And in some ways she got what she kind of wanted, which, but it kind of sucks. Cause like, again, people are going to get mad at me as well. I'm not saying JL is right, but I'm just saying he was very clear about not being ready for any of this. Not that like well, she did that on purpose, but just, he said like, I can't do this really. Well, actually, I actually, you know, I thought that as well when I saw the clips and, mm-hmm. you know, I'd spoken to Danny and about having children and, so I was like, ooh, did she manifest this? Right. And then when I actually watched the show and I actually asked Danny, and I was very careful about asking her, I said, you know, is is what the show is portraying true? And she was like, no. She's like, I was trying to break up with JL. 
And because I was trying to say, and I know the way the editing works and stuff. So I really, I do believe Danny and she was trying to, he really was pushing for a relationship. And I being there, I believe that JL had more feelings for Danny. I believe I'm actually not even sure either of them really had feelings for each other. Oh, again, they'll probably kill me for saying this, but <laughs> I think, yeah, sorry, sorry guys. But you know, I would, I would happily tell ja- Danny and JL to their face. And um, I honestly think, Danny did want a family and she wanted a partner. I don't think she saw that in JL at all. Mm, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes the world has weird ways. And you know, her her boyfriend passed away five months before. I've seen that happen a lot when oh, I didn't know people's, that. Yeah, mm. she she had a boyfriend who you know was a long term friend, and then they got together and he passed away. Wow. And I've heard of many friends and situations where a loved one's passed away and then they've fallen pregnant quite quickly you know kind of the world replacing someone that you love so I I don't know maybe that's a bit of the kind of my very small spiritual side in me kind of believing that I like that Um, I believe in stuff like that that makes sense like she kind of manifested like she kind of kind of projected that yeah yeah almost yeah so I I don't know what happened but I mean it's happened and you know, I, I know Danny's going to make a great moment, and in a way, you maybe, I, yeah, I, it's going to be a struggle for her for sure. Though I don't, I don't really think she wished this. I mean, because no. Danny is hot; like she could have turned up in yeah. Sydney and gotten pregnant by any hot rich man. Like, why is she going <laughs> to pick Jay out? Really, that's like, so true. That's I mean, she's stunning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. she's. I agree. I, she's even more beautiful in real life. I just kept like staring at her. It's like, oh my god, you're so hot. Oh my god, amazing. What's her background? Is she Brazilian? Yes, she is Brazilian. Just, it's unfair. I have Brazilian friends. They all are attractive. I'm like, are you guys just like coming out of a factory? Like, I <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, but yeah, thank you for yeah d- giving us a little like tidbit into that because it's it's quite interesting. And I always wonder, is it like the boat energy or just like being stuck somewhere that makes everybody crazy horny, or are yachties just like that? Like everyone, I think like- yachties are pretty horny but the problem is with yachting is you don't usually get the opportunity to hook up with people like it's really hard it's not easy and you know in this in this situation um I I think people hooked up like I said normally you would join a boat wanting to be there for a year you're not gonna go sleeping with everyone you're gonna take your time because a lot of those people probably would have gotten fired um in a month or two because of the drama that escalated um so yeah, but yacht, yeah, yachties. I mean, isn't everyone in their thirties horny? I don't know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, uh, if, okay, I know this question's annoying, but I'm still gonna ask. Okay, I know that you were just like doing your work, but if there was someone that you and let's say everyone's single, like any of the guys that you would, I'm not saying sleep with, but maybe just like hang out with, go on a date with. Is there any of them? Oh, for sure, Colin. He uh, that's what I thought. Like, okay. Yeah. And I was so open. I've said this in so many interviews, in like in all my green screen interviews. Like, you know, I would tell I'm pretty sure Colin knows. Um <laughs> He's really Yeah, cute. like he he you know, I I'm 34 and I'm trying to gravitate to different people. And right. you know, Gary at one stage, as much as his hair creeps me out, um he's his funny hair and, is wild. Oh man. It's, god, it's just the layers. But he, you know, he is funny and he is attractive. And and I don't think me and Gary ever would because he's a little too much for me. But that kind of like, that kind of charm, I usually fall for. And I'm trying to navigate away from that. And someone like Colin normally wouldn't charm me because, 
he's not like the the funny one of the group whereas that so for me I was I'm very conscious in my mid-30s trying to gravitate to people who are better for me smart and you know me and Colin Colin was my go-to person and you know I really I, yeah I just really liked with him I, I yeah we got we got on great and you know if if the world was different who knows maybe we would have gone on a date but I don't mean he's really like I can't stand Daisy oh no I don't think so I would go on a date with him um because yeah he's he's a better he's more you know he still likes to party but he doesn't have to be someone like Gary unfortunately and guys I usually date my attention isn't good enough they need everyone's attention so that's why they cheat and that's why they you know go off with people so Colin's a better fit for me he, he definitely definitely yeah, the, the Gemini in me in my 20s was definitely very bored by a Colin but now I'm like okay that's like safer than yeah exactly I am mm-hmm. learning I am learning because if I trying. keep going for Gary's I will be single forever same I feel you girl I'm 35 <laughs> it's the same it's like the same thing I'm like why am I choosing this dude like what I'm like, this person has a 401k house. They're like calm. They're stable. And then I'm like, oh, this person's like homeless, but hot. I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's <laughs> just the like, exact same. And I'm like, oh, he made me laugh. That's like, so bad. I'm like, who cares if he made you laugh? Make yourself laugh. I'm so This is it. I'm really funny. I don't need anyone to make me laugh. Same. Like, <laughs> same girl. We can make each other laugh. How about Exactly. That? We don't um, need a man for that. Exactly. That is so funny. Um, I just wanted to shift gears. So Sandy was on Watch Robins Live and said that her boat was, I think, something along the lines of different or harder and below deck is not the same. Like sailing yachts, not the same. It seems like you guys are doing the same amount of work. So I don't know really what she meant by that. But what do you what did you what did you think about that? Yeah, again, this is a stigma in the industry. Um both from sailboats and motorboats. Never about work. We, you know, I it, we don't ever think that we work less hard than a motorboat, right. but I think right. maybe motorboats think we work less hard. We definitely don't. I it's mm-hmm. definitely don't, but it is a different type of service right because we're sailing during the day we can't give the same level of service we can't you know sometimes I'll give plastic glasses I mean not use fancy plastic glasses but right because we I can't give you crystal because we're you know healing over so much right we're at 25 Um, degrees (laughs) exactly and you know same with table settings like sometimes on the show you don't even see it but you know, we've dropped anchor at 8 p.m. and dinner's at 8.15. And that's why some of the clips you can see the guys helping, which right. it doesn't explain. But I had all hands on deck because we had 15 minutes to do this really elaborate table setting. Whereas wow. on a motorboat, you'd have three or four hours to do that. Right. So it's a de- very different level of service. And if you were going there for table decor and the most amazing food that you can possibly get, a motorboat is for you because you have to be a little bit more relaxed. And like you saw in the first episode, when me and Natasha were fighting over the breakfast sandwiches, I'm used to sailboats and I'm used to people wanting to go sailing. Um, where she was thinking more motorboat in that style, being like, right. no, we need to do a lavish table thing. They're like, well, we want to sail. So definitely don't work um, less hard. If anything, I think sailboats almost work harder if I was really going to stir the pot. Um, <laughs> stir it up, girl. Yeah, it seems like it. Because especially when they go to the side, you guys are running, you're grabbing things, you're like... Yeah, know, it's just constantly up. stowing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, we often have less people because we're a smaller boat. So even though we're the same size boat, 
our volume is smaller. So we have even until so we'll have the same guests as a motorboat, but we're still trying to do the same level of service, but with less girls because we can't fit as many girls in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just very, very different, but I think both work equally as hard They're You know, I've worked in motorboats. I've just come from a motorboat. Um, so I can do both to me. They're, yeah, they're the same. If you're good at your job, you're good at your job. <laughs> yeah. If you can manage people, you can manage people, whether exactly. it's on a, whatever size boat, I don't think it really matters, but yeah, there definitely is like this. And I know that I'm friends with a lot of the people from the first season as well. And they said the same thing. Like people would be like, Oh, you guys are just like tanning and hanging out. Like I think a lot of motorboat people think like, Oh, the sailing yacht people are just having fun. It's like, no, we're tying the sails. We're bringing the like donkey, whatever down. And all yeah. That shit. No, so, no way. Yeah. And I can definitely say for the deck team, um, they probably definitely work harder and are, it's yeah. more intrinsic. Like the deck crew on a motorboat, definitely just clean. Whereas the guys on a sailboat are definitely um, fixing stuff, using their hands a lot more. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just two different boats. Right, absolutely. Malia's going to kill you. They just clean. <laughs> um, whatever. Um, it's fine. Um, but speaking of Malia, what are your thoughts about you know, her coming back and, you know, the whole Hannah thing. Um, are you like, I mean, she's good TV, I guess, Malia. So I don't know. I'm like not mad at it, but I kind of wish they were just a brand new crew. But what are your thoughts? I, I've, I haven't, I've only seen one season with her. The one with, when Hannah got fired, I didn't see yeah. the other season. Um, yeah. I think it's a really complicated, I feel quite sorry for Malia and Sandy. They get a lot of hate online. And you really do. We love yeah. Hannah. <laughs> Oh God, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch and I, I feel sorry for them. And I think, right. yeah, I think everyone was in it. I think it's very brave of them both to, to come back. I think, um, I can understand where Bravo were coming from. I think the whole thing is very, very complicated to it be is. honest. It and is. I'm just it glad really I'm not involved. Yeah. It's, you know, you know, of course, Sandy and Emilia want to come back and, and stand up for themselves. You know, I, right. I agree that Bravo need to, to support them and, you know, what they did, can I, you know, I wasn't in that position. I don't, was any of them wrong? I don't think so. Was any of them right? I don't think so either. I think, right. you know, they all did what they thought was right at the time. And um, right. Hannah included, I, I don't, it's very, yeah, it's very complicated. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I probably wouldn't have gone to, um, to Sandy, but we don't know again what happened behind closed doors. Right, um, right. Yeah, so it, it's, complicated. it's complicated. Yeah, it is. And I've spoken to Hannah, and I think in some ways, like much like Danny and you know Ali, they kind of want she wanted a land life, and there was a way out, you know, because she it, she was such a part of Below Deck that it was kind of hard for her to step away. So in some ways, I think that it was a blessing in disguise because she wanted the baby and the husband and the whole thing. So. Absolutely. Maybe it all worked out, you know. Yeah. Maybe it all worked out. Yeah, uh, sometimes what, people are fishing to get that that to be fired, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like that's a real thing. It's like, because these Below Deck fans, like me included, are very, very into it. So I think sometimes it's hard to step away when, especially I know with Kate Chastain as well, it was really hard for her to step away. So mm -hmm. yeah, I know and it it's takes scary. You know, it's, it's scary to, to do the show. And it's also scary if, if you're long legacy, that's, you know, that, at that stage when you've done it for five or six years, that's their career. 
Right. So, you know, they're leaving and they can't go back to yachting and they can't do below deck. So now they have to totally reinvent themselves and, you know, make money at the end of the day and right. buy a house and put food on the table. So I can understand the girls must have been very scared and a difficult decision, but it seems like it both worked out for them. So it's great. It did. It did. Absolutely. Um, what are your thoughts about the chef that had the fake knee issue and then came back? And then it was like, he's very unstable, makes me nervous. I know so. it makes me nervous. It was really hard to watch. <laughs> like, oh God, it's, it was giving me anxiety. It was giving me, me like, too. I always joke that I had PTSD after that season. I'm like, oh God, it's coming back. I'm like, <laughs> I was going to ask you if you get PTSD because it's like, it's like when I watch shows about PR or event planning, I start sweating because that was my job. And I'm like, this isn't fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like I used to love Below Deck when I had a stable, calm job. Now right. it's quite difficult to watch. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh God, I remember that feeling. Because it's it's different to when you've been working on a boat for three years and it's a private, right. you know, you work for like very normal people. It's it's very different. Right. Um, yeah, the chef situation, God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, he's so lucky he didn't do that with me because I can tell you something else. I thought Oof. the crew were very sweet about it. Right. Um, again, though, you know, you're using words like anxiety, which you have to take seriously. And especially, you know, poor Sandy, she's like, oh God, it's happening again. Um, I, you know, I feel sorry for him. I obviously, if he suffers from anxiety and he had a bad knee, that's, that's an awful situation to be right. in. Right. Um, but he kind of pretty much admits in the second episode that it was anxiety, that it wasn't his knee. Yep. And <laughs> um, I'm not sure why you would go on below deck if you had anxiety. Like, you know, like I get really bad anxiety for from like dating and basically being treated oh like trash. God. Same. So We're the same person. Yes. Oh my God. I get so much anxiety from, especially after COVID. I'm like, I can't go on a first date ever again. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm obviously not going to, you know, that's why I didn't hook up with anyone because I'm like, right. that will give me anxiety. I, that's why I wouldn't go on a dating show. That gives me anxiety. So right. why you would go on a show where you have to cook when cooking gives you anxiety. I, I mean, I don't get that. I, yeah, I don't. And the show can, it can be so, I have seen how positive the show was with me and how negative it was with other people. Right. And I feel so sorry for those people. And you know, I feel sorry for Matt because you know he suffers from anxiety now I'm like you're in for a you're in for a hell of a roller coaster I hope he turns it around and and pulls it together but at the moment it is a bad look to to leave your teammates like that like you're you just have enough people to run this boat like you are non-stop on your feet like you could deal you could do with 10 more people and still probably not have enough people there's never enough hours in the day and to leave and and as well, walking into Blow Deck and, you know, I've spoken before, like I didn't sleep on the first night like wow. Matt didn't, but I still stayed in bed and tried to sleep and tried to rest. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't imagine leaving my team like that. Like I, there's no words for it. Um, but, you know, he obviously felt like he needed that, that time away and to go and get his knee checked. So we can only take his word for it. But yeah, I'm a bit scared whatever that word is <laughs> <laughs> you got it girl you're good <laughs> um she's from dublin y'all that's why she has that beautiful <laughs> accent um you know with him like i hope he turns it around but he did admit like with celebrity clients that he had backed out of cooking for them because he got so much anxiety again 
are you testing yourself with this show? I don't know. It's it's really not the right avenue because before you in the first season, Jenna Mack, um, I know I've talked to her and the amount of hate and anger and vitriol that these these Bravo fans will... Sh- I'm not even a Bravo person. I'm just adjacent to Bravo and I get hate. I'm like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, so what if I'm friends with Hannah Burner? Like, she's my friend. Get over it. Like, they're literally coming to my page and they're going, you need to unfollow her. I'm like, girl, I'm friends with her. What do you want? Oh, it's it's crazy. It's it, it's so scary. And I don't even yeah. really understand it because we're Irish, so we don't uh, get <laughs> Bravo. And plus so we cute. don't really we don't really care about celebrities. It's always like this running joke and um, that like Beyonce was in Phoenix Park and like no one went up to her. It went on for years. But uh, <laughs> they everyone was like, Oh, whatever. She's just like with Jay Z, like it's it'd be weird to go up to her. But that's well, I don't I didn't really understand the level. I kind of knew. I've been so fortunate. I've gotten such a positive um, feedback. I get very, yeah. very little hate. Thank God. But thank God. You know, mm. on on when we were speaking with Natasha on Pitta Party yesterday, and she was telling us how she was getting messages of people telling her to throw herself overboard. Like we were shocked. I was horrified. And you know, she was able to laugh it off. I know Sydney. I know Gary got a lot of hate and really, mm. really, really nasty stuff like that. Like. Right. Oh, kill yourself, all this crazy. People love saying that. People love oh. saying kill yourself. I'm like, really? Like, what I, if I did it and then bl- my blood would be on your hands? I don't, people are so stupid. I just, it's understand. so, and what Jenna went through, you know, I have never spoken to her, but you know, I yeah. have heard about it. And bad. I talked to oh. her. She sent me some of the screenshots. It's like, it, it's like, I hope you get raped. I'm like, what? oh my God. Like, I just don't, I don't understand why, what? what? Like, I just don't get that. I'm like, wait, it's, what is it's it's very sad and it's very hard. Just don't watch the show. Like, no, why do you want don't watch to the die? show. Don't follow the person. How you can mm. find time in your day to, you know, like you know, Just I'm it. trying to start responding people because you know I want to make money. But sure. um, before I'm like, I I couldn't believe how many people actually messaged me. I was like, oh, people, because I'm only learning about Instagram before. I Just right. like put up a photo to make an ex-boyfriend hot. That's pretty much all I, or <laughs> I That's pretty you. much all I used it for. And now I'm like, That's oh, funny. there's all these things you can do. Right. And um, you know, I couldn't believe how many people actually messaged me. I was like, oh, people actually go out of their way to message people on TV. This is weird. And um I just with Matt, I don't know why he did I don't know why any anyone who kind of goes on the show and and does some strange stuff. Like with Natasha, it was strange. I was like, you know, me and Colin talked about it a lot on the show that obviously didn't get aired because we're talking about the show. But I was like, does she understand? Because I really was trying to help her. Like it doesn't sometimes look like that, but I was genuinely concerned about the way she was going to come across. Right. And um, I I was in her, her corner. I wanted her to look good and I wanted her right. to do good. And I was really... It was really bizarre to me when she lied because I was like, this is on TV. I, I don't know if she knows where she is. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> totally. and, um, same with Matt. I'm like, I, I, if you have that bad anxiety, you're on TV to me. Yeah, don't he's lie. American. He's, so he knows how big the show is. Right, right. He should know better. And I think that when you lie, Bravo is just, they have a whole team of people. That, let me bring up the footage. Like, yeah, you know, oh, big time. Like, Bravo, you know, again, with me and, and 51 Minds, it's such a positive experience. But, right. you know, they don't take any prisoners. They're not no. there to be your friend. And then they're not there to make you look bad either. But it, they're there to, to tell a story. And if, if you're exactly. lying, they're going to show it. Like, this is, you know, what you signed up for. And it's it's ruthless and it's mean. And, and I actually, you know, I 
work closely with some people and I actually think it must be quite a tough job because they know this show going out they're like these people are about you know about to get a lot of hate and I don't think because these people are very very sweet and I don't think it actually is probably very easy for them but it's like they signed up for it they said they you know this is what they wanted to do and and you know it's not scripted and they don't tell us what to say or do these people go and do it all by themselves and you can't really control the narrative. Like I was on a dating show on E! And they really painted me in this like really weird color. But people still message me. It's been two years. Oh my God, I love it. Like people like, or they hate it. They're like, I can't believe that's you. I'm like so disappointed, whatever. So people like with reality TV, like I naively thought, oh, the producer, you can control the narrative. Not really, because they can kind of control the narrative. But again, you signed up for this. Like you know, I just I just love the way the beauty queen interacts with Matt because she cracks me up. She's like, just tell him what he wants to hear. I love you. You're amazing. Do the work. She's funny. I, I'm like, I thought I wasn't going to like her, but I am vibing with her, like eating the lamb. I was just like, girl. <laughs> I know. I don't. Yeah. I, she's see, I funny. Would, I, she, yeah, she's definitely an interesting character. She is. Um, yeah, we'll have we'll have to see. But when they flirt, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. I was like, "This mm. is really hard to watch." It's like, it's I'm not really, really hard to watch. <laughs> and then he was like, "I would never talk to you," and she's like, "I would never talk to you." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" I know it is. It really, it you cannot control the narrative, like you said. No. I, you know, and and with the whole drama and the TV, I do think people sometimes took it upon themselves to be a bit more dramatic. Yes. But yes. this is a very intense environment. You know, I remember watching a show being like, I don't understand how they go to dinner and they're mm-hmm. so the the dinners are so um the fights are obnoxious, they're loud, yeah. they're over the top. I was horrified watching it. I was like, I would never, you know, and I was one of those people going, This is so fake. There's mm-hmm. no way I go to a restaurant and do this. The set, the first dinner doesn't even get aired on my show because it's all lovey-dovey and we're all like, yay, we're having an amazing time. The next dinner, when we <laughs> go for a smoke break, and I, again, I texted my friends and I was like, oh, now I know why there's so many fights at dinner. And I was like, because these people are all mental. I was like, I went <laughs> for a cigarette. And it. apparently, you know, it's this huge drama. And it, why it works is because the dinners are the only time when we get to talk about personal stuff. Because mm. we do these back-to-back things and we have no time to talk. And I was like, this is so smart what they've done. And and so it's all real. But a normal boat, you'd have a few hours to have a drink and pull someone aside. And no, you drop off charger, you run to get ready you're like, have an hour to, to wash your hair, do your makeup, put on a dress, have a drink. And then you're out to dinner. And then you're like, right, so let's talk about what happened the last three days, which is totally inappropriate. You shouldn't be doing that at dinner. But it's the only time we had to air our grievances. I mean, but when else are you going to do it? Like mm-hmm. when the guests are on charter, you know, like that's exactly. your chance, right? Yeah. No, they, they, they put a very smart show together. It really works. And right. And um, yeah, I think it's brilliant what they've done. Amazing. I mean, it, it, there's a lot going on and there's all the drama and the back and forth of the chef and the, the guests are like crazy. And then there's no chef. I mean, it wasn't like the episode was just stressing me out. I was like, they need to just <laughs> get a chef. I can't have Sandy cleaning out the freezer. I was like, oh, it's just too much. It really was Freaking really out. stressful. I was it was, I yeah. can't tell you how glad I am 
that it was but they I thought they handled it weird as well I thought the dinner they decided to cook was so strange I'm like, why wouldn't you just cook a pasta, like a nice pasta? Yeah, why would you do a a, a lobster when you've yeah, never no done? Like, yeah, when you've never cooked lobster or co- right. I wouldn't have a clue what to do. But you know, a pasta I could probably put together, right? And right. a steak and sa- when it they put some really strange stuff, so I thought they handled it a bit strangely as well. I agree. And they brought that sous chef, and I and no offense to her, she seemed lovely, but she didn't know what she was doing either. I was like, girl, what? What's happening? Why did you bring her from the pirate boat? That boat looked like a pirate boat. Oh god, I can't. It was it was a really stressful episode. And because I've done the show, all I could think about was, oh my god, thank god this didn't happen. Like, and I really I was like, you know, Natasha, we had our differences, but you know, thank God that didn't happen. You know, fair play to you for actually sticking it out and actually cooking a dinner. <laughs> she at least she did something. At least yeah, she didn't exactly. like jump off the boat. Yeah, I mean, oh, that's all. It's just too stressful. But do you, I wanted to ask you this about the guests? Do you think that because of the cameras, some of the guests like really heightened their like extra behavior, like being like, "I need this, I need that," or are guests just demanding in general, with or without a camera? You know what? Again, it's it's hard to tell, and um, because I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, they didn't tell me, and. Um, right. I think, do you know what? None of the the guests came across a lot more difficult than they were. Right. Uh, a lot of people said they were like, wow, you had really crazy guests on the season. I was like, oh, actually, I didn't think they were that bad. They mm. weren't particularly demanding. Um, everything they asked for was was normal. You know, Barry's charger was the hardest only because I, I thought he was, and this is a, a bad way to him, but I think he was more suited to something like a cruise ship. Agreed. Because they were asking for so much that we just can't, even though we're supposed to give seven star service, we are limited. We are three girls on a sailboat. Um, we, we only have a certain amount of hands. You want to go sailing and you want to do this and you want to do that. Having that many glasses and that many different types of drinks, it, it's, you know, I'm used to, to owners just having wine, maybe having right. a, a cocktail before dinner. And then, a, you know, it's not like a, a pool bar where, you know, you have like a cocktail list of 30 cocktails and you're like, oh, what am I going to have now? That's not, right. that's not a super yacht. Um, but other than that, I thought they weren't particularly demanding. I did think the drama was quite real in the sense that they had to spend a lot of time together beforehand in quarantine, mm-hmm. a lot of alcohol consumed. And also the dynamics of their friendships was very bizarre because of COVID. <laughs> you couldn't just bring all your friends. You had to bring people who had the time to quarantine, who had the time to quarantine on the way back. Oh, you know, interesting. I didn't know about that. I yeah. always wondered how it worked. Okay, got it. So so their friend dynamics were a bit strange. You know, a lot of the, the charters, had, some of the charters had friends or family that were actually their good friends and family. But a lot of the charters had friends who were acquaintances who hadn't really spent much time together, who didn't really know each other. And suddenly they're spending all this intense, intense time together. And then (laughs) so much alcohol, you know, everyone's been locked up because of COVID. This is just when the world started opening up. Right. And yeah, they fought. and, And I think the drama was actually quite real. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. I that I can only imagine being quarantined with ugh, a freaking you know like someone you don't know that well. That's just not for me. And um, I don't think their villa was very you know lavish or big or nice. Right. You know I think it was quite intense. 
Oh God, no thanks. Maybe they need a um, an after show showing all of that. <laughs> yeah. I think we would love to see that. Um, that is so funny. Let's do a quick round and then we'll wrap up. I just wanted to ask you some just quick fire questions. What's the weirdest thing that a guest has asked for? these questions uh oh god you put me on the spot um i don't know nothing's too weird everything's too weird yeah i can okay Okay. love that um are you gonna come back to below deck are you open to that i'm definitely open to it you know if the time is right it's all about timing with below deck so if the time is right for sure i'd like to see you work with sandy oh that would be hard (laughs) yeah i'd like to see that because it would be like all women. I, I'd like to see that. So let's let's make that happen. Sandy. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Why is her last name Yan? It just always makes me laugh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so next question. If you come back below, are you going to do sailing yacht or do you want to do like, you know, below deck Mediterranean? Again, you know, that's um, up to Bravo. If they invite me back, I would be open They're to inviting anyone. you back, girl. Everyone <laughs> likes you. They're inviting you back. But say, I do, sailing is a bit my home. I, I'd be okay. very nervous going on to another one. Okay, got it, got it. I, I kind of, I, I hate to say it because I like you, but I kind of want to see you get involved in some drama. Um, <laughs> that's well. just me just selfishly <laughs> wanting to see it. <laughs> um, tell us about your IGTV series, Pitta Party, which I really like that name. Yeah, so we've got me, Danny, and Ali. We, yeah, obviously the play on Pitta. We have a Pitta Party IGTV series, which the original was um, us talking about our our own show. Mm-hmm. Now we're recapping uh, the Below Deck Med. And mm-hmm. we're also going to launch a podcast where we are going to talk about our own lives and people are going to get more of an insight into our own drama and previous so drama, which is going to be less below deck and bravo related which we're pretty excited about because i don't think people actually know that much about me to be honest apart from knowing my personality they don't know that many stories so we're excited to share those i love that i want to come on the podcast talk about our dating yes 100 <laughs> i love that that's amazing listen i knew you'd be a delight but listen all of the below deck people that i know are all wonderful so i i'm just a huge fan so thank oh, you for being here oh no it's um, been a pleasure of course. And what boat are you going on next? What, wh- like, where is the next stop for you? So I'm in France and I'm mm-hmm. joining a boat for, I think it's, I think maybe eight weeks, maybe possibly okay. longer, just temping, just helping out. And yeah, it's a sailboat and yeah. And then we'll see, um, I might be moving to London in the future. Mm. Maybe I'm going to get more land based. Maybe I'll go on a date. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> I cute. won't hold my breath though. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, should I go on a date? I mean, I have no yeah. excuse. At least you're on like at sea. I wish I had that excuse. I have no excuse. I'm like on land, have been on land from day <laughs> one. And I'm still like, I don't know. People are so annoying. And I don't know, maybe we're like so sure of ourselves and we come off intimidating, but that's another conversation. But maybe that's what it is. I don't really know. Oh, I just I could go on for hours about my dating life. Honestly, it's oh pretty much God. all I do is talk to my friends all day. So I love it. I love yeah. it. What's but you know I always I used to say what's wrong with me, but now I'm saying what's right with me. I don't want to attract some beta, like spineless, dickless man anyway. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, you know, for me, what's sad is like when I do really like someone and they yeah. don't like me back, and I'm like, you're the first person I've liked in four years, and you don't oh. like me back, and then I just have to go back four years, and then I'll find someone that I'm like, 
I really like you. And then they're like, yeah, I don't feel the same way. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like another That's four so years. Sweet. Oh yeah, my this, God. I'm obsessed with that. very few people that I like. So That's how I feel. Yeah. People always think I'm so friendly and I'm like, I don't like nine out of ten yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am the exact same. I'm literally like this smile is because I'm being paid to. It's exactly. not because I like you. Exactly. I worked as a publicist for years. The smile, I can bring it out. It's plastered. I it's yeah. paid for. Yeah. And like, even yeah. with friends, I'm smart. I'm like, I know what a smile, like I always tell people I learned from a very young age what a smile can do and yes. how much you can benefit me. And it's all <laughs> fake. <laughs> oh my God. We're so on the same page. It's the easiest manipulation tactic. <laughs> it of all really times. is. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. know. I think my dad might've taught me like really young, like at like 15 or something, or maybe yeah. younger, like 13. I was like, wow, I can get away with a lot if you smile. You you can disarm people very quickly. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. But yeah, you know, definitely when it comes to dating, I I really feel you on that. Like, I I start like, but you know, that's very gay culture as well for me because it's like gay guys always like someone that doesn't like them. And the person that likes me, I'm like, oh, that's so boring. Why do yeah, you like me? Yeah, yeah, the exact yeah, same. Yeah, it's, we're very on the same page. I love it. I can't wait to come on your podcast and everyone go watch Pitta Party. It's hilarious. Um, IGTV series and go follow Daisy. Daisy, what's your Instagram? Is it just your first name, last name? First name, last name with 87. You, you'll come across one that's Daisy Kelleher. I have to delete that. I don't know how to. I can't get into it. But my current Oops. one is Daisy Kelleher 87. That's funny. Yeah. Don't follow the original. Follow <laughs> no, <don't. 87. laughs> She's a poster. Um, yes, <laughs> or imposter. Exactly. Imposter. I can't talk. We love an imposter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everyone go watch. You can watch the whole season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. And I can't wait to see you back on Below Deck. And um, if you're ever in LA, call me. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully this year we'll get some traveling in. And I definitely plan on going over to the States. So I, it would be fun to hang out. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again, Daisy. I appreciate everyone. Thank you for listening to The Take On. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.